The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Welcome aboard the National Football Show. It's your boy, Big Sills. Is it Mitchu Mania this weekend? We'll get to that here in a minute. Listen, guys, I got a public service announcement for all football fans and for the National Football League. You ready? This is a message that goes to Roger Goodell and all the owners. Don't go down the lane of Major League Baseball and the NBA and pretend that you're some political party you're a professional sports league act like it don't alienate 50 percent of your audience because you want to make political statements whether it's colin kaepernick keeping a rod aaron Rodgers from winning the mvp award don't go down that line just don't do it man that's one of the things that we do here on the program. Everybody's got a different political belief. I don't jam my view down your throat like everyone else does. You know, I'm, I'm becoming nauseated when I watch some of these sports shows. Undisputed, Speak for Yourself, First Take. Man, do they try to jam their political views down their throat. And then you know what they do? Because they're so weak as human beings, they hide behind the comment, well, I'm not trying to tell you what to do. Yeah, you are. When you're making cases for Joe Burrow to be the MVP or Tom Brady over Aaron Rodgers, you sound like an idiot. Do you know how many times Xander goes like this, Sills? You sound like a snowflake every time you defend Carson Wentz. You know the guy's soft. You guys are right, he is. He's not a mentally tough guy the same way when we watch a Jalen Hurts who takes the coaching on the sidelines, is outstanding in the way he takes criticism, and then goes out and he's built that way because he was coached that way because he was raised that way. Those are the kind of people you want leading your team. Those are the kind of people you want representing your city. So the NFL, don't be a political party. You are a professional sports league that sells tickets. Not political views. Major League Baseball and the NBA are a joke show. 50% of the audience of the NBA has gone away because you know why? They shit on half of America. Don't go down that line, NFL. You've got everything rolling in the right direction. Everyone loves your league. Don't go to the winds of court of public opinion or on Twitter. Oh, okay, Philly. I'll get to everybody here in a minute. It's just a joke show watching these shows, man. I'm listening to hacks and people who have never played the game or people who don't really love the game, but they love their views and their spins and their takes. You know, most sports people fall in love with their opinions, not the sport they cover. You understand that, right? 
This is more about their opinions being right. Listening to Skip Bayless or people like that tell you that LeBron sucks over the last 20 years has been a joke show. Making a case for Tom Brady to be the MVP, it's even better. These guys lose credibility every freaking day. And believe me, they're all making a case. I loved what Aaron Rodgers said about Hub Arkash, the the voter who is not going to vote for Aaron Rodgers for MVP. Hey, he absolutely, he, he absolutely ripped a guy a new one. Okay, he is. Guy should have his vote taken away. All right. Listen, guys, do me a favor. Please hit the like button. You have been sensational. Thank you so much. I'm going to start the show off here. I had another topic, but I, I want to ask all of you Philadelphia Eagle fans this question. Okay. I'm hearing these idiotic media people say that it was a gigantic mistake to bring Antonio Brown to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I went like this. Are you fucking kidding? They won a Super Bowl. I wrote his numbers down, folks. They won a Super Bowl. So what? It blew up. By the way, this is going to roll into the Eagles here in a second. Do you know in 15 games as a Tampa Bay Buccaneer, Antonio Brown has 97 catches, 1,028 yards, and eight TDs? I don't know about you. And don't forget he was suspended last year for eight games. In 15 games, he almost has 100 catches. He helped you win a Super Bowl. It wasn't worth bringing him in? Let me ask you guys this. You think it was worth bringing Terrell Owens in? Oh, I had a great back and forth with T.O. For the first time, we agreed on something. If you go to my Twitter page, T.O. responded and retweeted something I said. I defended T.O. I said, this is exactly why Terrell Owens had a problem with the Hall of Fame process because he basically said, You're not being engaged by what you do on the field, but you're being a guy who's passing judgment on you when you don't know these guys from a can of paint. I'm paraphrasing here. And T.O. went facts. This is exactly why he hates the process. Guys, let me ask you again. Was Terrell Owens worth it to Eagle fans? Guys, was it worth it? Do you think it was worth signing Terrell Owens to the Philadelphia Eagles? Yes or no? I'm going to take your comments here. I got other topics here too, but I, I kind of changed it up a little bit. Big Chris T.O. T.O. was lit when he first came to Philly. McNabb was a dick. It's okay. I don't mind that. Most quarterbacks are. Okay? Matt P. says T.O. was great in 4 Jay says... T.O. was worth it. East Candom, hell yeah. Dank, yes. Philiopolis, fuck yes. T.O. all day long. Look at these Philadelphia Eagle people. You guys are the smartest fans in the country. You get it. You're smarter than the media people that cover the damn thing. And you know what else? Americans are smarter than people 
that cover politics. The, pol- the people that cover the politicians, they're idiots. They got agendas. You guys know better. You can't bullshit a Philadelphia Eagle fan. Philiopolis says, get me a Hall of Fame vote. Big Chris says, Dan was jealous how much we embraced T.O. You know, me and him have gone back and forth on Twitter numerous times, but today I had to defend him because he was right. No wonder he's pissed off and didn't want to go to the ceremony. I think he went to Tennessee Chattanooga to do it, right? He wanted no part of it. They were gauging his Hall of Fame status on what kind of guy he was. How does that play into what kind of player he was? Marco says T.O. played in a Super Bowl on a leg injury. So, yes, Lewis, McNabb to T.O. was super dangerous. Tony, the media people like it, so they are stories to write about and criticize. Absolutely. You don't see people covering the work done of the world, building homes for single moms every day, people doing great charity work in the communities. Nobody talks about that shit. Jeff says, if you haven't played the game, you shouldn't get a vote. Bro, you know what? I'm okay with people not liking somebody, and I'm okay with people not having played the game, covering the game. My problem is, is when you put your personal opinion in how you perceive the guy's game. This thing with Aaron Rodgers, I told you a couple weeks ago, Him being unvaccinated is going to play a factor in him winning the MVP. The media are doing, here, you want a Donald Trump comparison? You elected that idiot, Joe Biden, because you know why? You know why Joe Biden's the president of the United States? Because your hatred for Trump superseded whether or not Biden was good or not. Didn't matter. The point is, you'll elect, just like in baseball's Hall of Fame, You'll elect a guy like Harold Baines to the Hall of Fame, but you won't put Barry Bonds in? <laughs> Harold Baines over Barry Bonds. <laughs> really? Hey, Harold was a fine ball player. He was a fine ball player. But that guy Bonds was a freak show. I covered him for five years when I worked in the Bay Area. And by the way, Bonds has already been convicted in the court of public opinion. We all know, we all assume, the public are not stupid, just like Eagle fans aren't stupid. That's why I say Eagle fans would take A.B. if they could. You took T.O. If he could help your football team win, and this guy hasn't killed anybody, I'm taking him. And if he blows up, so what? Get this, guys. Terrell Owens blows up. So fucking what? So what? If that guy helped you win two playoff games and he blows up in game three, are you going to care? I'm not. I'm just going to cut him. It's not going to cost me anything. You pay him league minimum. What's it to you? Well, you signed him and gave him a, a 
I guess burnt toast and spilt milk buggy. You must beat your kid over that. Dante, thank you. Jeff, it's true. A couple hours ago, AP was officially released. This is not a woke show. Absolutely not. Because you know why it's not a woke show? I don't try to tell you how to live your freaking life. I don't push my political or my religious convictions on you. That's for every man and woman to decide for their own family and your own domicile and your own kingdom. Everyone's got their own moat in this world. Everyone's got their own castle. What you do in your own castle, that's up to you, bro, and how you live your life. That ain't up to some politician to tell you how to live your life and celebrate some stupid day. Give me a break, man. I mean, really, the media is trying to do everything in their power to make sure Aaron Rodgers doesn't win the Most Valuable Player Award. They're trying to tell you that the signing of Antonio Brown in Tampa was a bad thing. I gave you his numbers over a 15-game schedule. If you put 15 games, that's all he played was 15 games for the Bucs. This guy almost has 100 catches, 1,000 yards and eight touchdowns, and he wasn't even the primary guy. Gronk and Mike Evans, Godwin, all them guys were all the primary targets. He was like the second at times third dude. Guy's a Hall of Famer. Oh, hey, he's finished. He'll never, he'll never play again. Why? I hope he gets signed this week. I hope the Cowboys or the Rams or the Packers sign that guy and they have to play the Bucs. Media. It's short for asshole. You know, I'm sick that I'm in a business with all those losers. You know why they hate Big Sills? Because I played the game. I tell you how the game is played behind the scenes and on the field. Am I angry? I'm not angry. I'm pissed off a little bit. And how, when I watch my sports media right now, give you an opinion on Antonio Brown that, quite frankly, if you're okay with Terrell Owens or Mike Vick, <laughs> are you crazy? Hey, how many people thought Mike Vick was finished after that whole dog-killing scene? Uh, right? Eagles sign him. The Philadelphia Eagles sign him. Thanks, Jeff. Do we need more big sales in the media? Eric, they do everything in their power to silence me. The only people with a bag of balls big enough to put me on a platform is Jacob Medium. The rest of them are afraid. Do you understand that when you guys come here, it's a privilege for you to come here because you know why? They have tried to silence me for the last two years. They've tried to silence me. They come up with all these lies that I'm some race. Get this, that I'm some racist. Really? You see the people we have on our program? 
You think presidents of organizations? By the way, David Hill's coming on next week. Do you guys know who David Hill is? Jake Glazer's coming on next week. All your favorite Eagles are coming on next week. David Hill was the man who invented Fox NFL football. He invented it. He's the greatest sports producer of all time. He hired John Madden. He's a dear friend of mine. I know he likes Nebraska Cornhusker football. I won't hold that against him. Got a great text from him. He's coming on next week to talk to you about the growth of the NFL, and now we move into the playoffs. So I thank you. We've got so many big people. By the way, I want to talk to my friend Jason Cole at the bottom of the hour. We'll ask him because he's a Hall of Fame voter. You know that they're going to hold this against Aaron Rodgers when it comes to Hall of Fame on first ballot. You think Aaron Rodgers is going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer? I think it's going to be a battle that he gets in on the first ballot. And he's arguably the greatest thrower of the football. All right, enough with that. By the way, please hit the like button, guys. I love all you guys. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Hey, Timothy says, no more Sims on the show. Which one, Phil or Chris? Mr. Wink says, Ray Lewis never killed anyone. Please stop. <laughs> I didn't say anything about Ray. I didn't say anything about Ray. Okay? All right. Why do I feel this Cowboy-Eagle game is not being hyped enough? Okay. What, what, what is it because it, it doesn't matter? It matters kind of to the Cowboys. Okay. Brandon, thank you, brother. Appreciate it, man. From this black guy. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, 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 Brandon, I want to tell you a story real quick before I get into the topic here. Okay. From this black guy, let me tell you what Jerome said. So, hey, I'm playing at the University of Miami, and I run a 4840, 288, okay? I do it, man. I pick them up and put them down. I could run back in my day. Now I can't jump over a ruler. Jerome Brown looks over at me and goes like this. Silio, there's no way you're fucking white. He goes, there's no way. White guys don't run that fast. <laughs> he, I go, I'm a... I'm not white. I'm Italian. He goes, oh, okay. Well, that's got to be it. Because white guys don't run that fast. And that, when they're that big, they don't run that fast, bro. <laughs> and I, went, I looked at him and I went, I said, all right. <laughs> he goes, well, you Italian anyway, man. You know what that is. <laughs> Much love for, oh, okay. So all the black. <laughs> oh, man. You guys are fantastic, man. Yeah, they tried calling me a racist. You, hey, guys. Okay, yeah, so I said this, man. It was um, Jonathan Vilma, that guy Courtney Finnegan, and some other guy the Bucks were looking at. And, bro, out of nowhere, I go, yeah, man, I signed those three monkeys. And I call my daughter monkey. I call my daughter my little monkey. Okay? <laughs> I love that, man. Hey, thank you, Eric. Program director comes in at 745 and goes like this. Did you say three monkeys? I go, I think I did. 
I think I did. And I wish I had it back. It was such a fuck up. Oh, if I had to take that back, man, obviously, because then I thought about it and I'm like, oh, that's not going to land cool. But everyone went, oh, he's a, he's a ray. He, and I'm like, I'm not. I fucked up on the air. 21 years, three minutes, not even three minutes, 15 seconds. <laughs> but because people have such a hatred for me, they blew it into this narrative. Xander said it to me a couple of months ago. He goes like this. You're not a racist. Really? <laughs> I was like, really? Uh, <laughs> yeah, Samuel, man, it was bad wording, man. That's, it's un, that's not cool. If I, had to, if I had a mulligan in my 30 years of radio, I wish I had that one, and I wish I would have left the Aaron Andrews thing away and left it alone. Okay, really, those two things in my career, but people hang that out there. And that's why they've 86'd me. Oh, hey, dude, I'm with you, LT, man. Hey, it was a massive mistake. But watch this. It didn't matter. Hey, Carl, think of this for a second. Carl brings up Howard Cosell. Think of something for a second. Cosell backed Ali. It was the first sports writer and media person to call him Muhammad Ali. Backed him during his whole entire time during the civil rights era, helped him get through the courts, helped him get to the Supreme Court. He makes a mistake on the air because the hatred for Cosell was so heavy, they fired him. Hey, Lawrence, Italian women? Yeah, of course, man. They're all good looking. Dano, he's not white. Jerome, he's Italian. <laughs> all right, man. Hey, question for you. Who's playing the best quarterback today? Going into this weekend's game, Dak Prescott or Jalen Hurts? Who do you think is playing the best football? Seals, you play with Greg Mark at UM. He's from Pensacola. Peter, he was one of my um, he was one of my understudies. He was the guy that I helped. Love Greg Mark. Number 94, UM, from Pensacola. Stubbs played with me too, man. He's also from New Jersey. I think Stubby's from Cherry Hill, if I'm not mistaken. I think Stubby's from Cherry Hill. Yeah, Greg Mark is a dear friend of mine. I love the kid, man. Great football player, and he was an understudy of mine. Who's playing the best football between Jalen Hurts and Dak Prescott? I think it's Jalen. You're from Pensacola? Dude, Jersey, Philly, that whole area. Uh, Wildwood. I told you guys this before. When I was a kid, I used to go over to Wildwood, New Jersey, during the summertime with Nickel Beer Night. And I would listen to WIP on the way down from Stanford to go down 95 and hang out on the beach and go to Wildwood. Man, it was a fun time, man. If I'm not mistaken, I think it was – Tell me if I'm right when I say this. It was Angelo, Bruno, Al Morgani. That was the WIP morning show. Am I right when I say that? Okay. Chris, really? Wildwood's a shit show now? That's terrible to hear. Am I right when I say this? This was back in like, this was back in the early 90s, like late 80s. It was Angelo Tony Bruno and Al Morgani. That was the morning show on WIP. 
Why does that sound like that that was the morning show? Then Bruno left and started doing nights on ESPN, or he started doing both. I think he did it with Mike Golick. I think that was, wasn't that right? Early 90s? Yeah, with Angelo, right, W2? Right? Jason says Prescott torched Washington. Hertz doesn't seem like he can torch anybody. I'll give credit where credit's due. Hey, let me throw this at you, though. You know the one thing that they've done in Philadelphia this year? You guys have built a bully. You've built a bully. I like being a bully. Not to people, but on a football field. Would we not agree? Philadelphia Eagles this year, 2021 version, are the bullies of the NFL. I would say this. Philly's a bully. Tennessee's a bully. Who else runs the rock with great force? New England? Tuning in from North Korea. Thank you. Love the show. Tell Kim I said hi. <laughs> Joey, we run people over. Right? Edward says tuning in from North Korea. Dude. You tell that guy, Kim, no more missiles. Reed, Cleveland. Yes, sir, they're a bully team. The Broad Street Bullies, baby. All over again. Hey, the Broad Street Bullies, part two. Right? Colts, yes. Yes, Colin. Yes. Yes. Jonathan Taylor. Oh, John Taylor went to Pensauk and High? Hey, man, I didn't know that. Didn't he go to Del University of Delaware? What, what are those guys? What's that called? The Blue Hens? John Taylor, guy who played for the 49ers. Absolutely sensational. I know. Big Chris. How about that? He keeps saying, Collie Coward keeps saying that the Eagles don't have an O-line. I'm like, you don't watch the game, bro. You're just throwing shit against the wall here. That, that ain't true. Okay. Hey, man, thank you very much, Leonard. All good, man. Great steroids in Mexico. <laughs> and marijuana, thank you. Blue hands, Delaware. Blue hands, Lewis. I like it. He is clueless, man. He don't know shit. Hey, 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 Actar, Broad State Bullies. You should get T-shirts made for that old line, guys. Guys, get this. Watch this. The Philadelphia Eagle O-line, Broad Street Bullies 2. Now you can't leave. <laughs> ah, shit, I love that. Now you can't leave. I got to get a t-shirt made like that. Now you can't leave. All right, hey, let's get to our Hall of Fame voter. I want to talk to our friend Jason Cole. Guys, keep posting. Keep hitting the like button. You guys are sensational. You're blowing my show up. Excuse me. Let me take that back. I'll walk back. You're blowing our show up. Our show. This is our den. Anybody has a voice here. I may not agree with you. You may not agree with me, but we're all boys here. You keep it here on the National Football Show. Go for the midnight tears. 
Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Good day, everyone. It's Joe Kraus from the Jacob Media Network here at Neck of the Woods. Uh, so excited to introduce Krause's Coat Check, a cold IPA. It's just an incredible thing. I'm in my 18th year of Krause's Coats and the Brian's help and uh, Frank coming together here at Neck of the Woods. Krause's Coat Check, a cold IPA, was born on this day. We'll celebrate it on January 11th, and everyone is invited to enjoy or to meet and experience the entire Jacob Media team, and also experience Krause's Coaching, a cold IPA. Gentlemen, a toast, I think, to you for producing Krause's Coaching here at Neck of the Woods. Cheers. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Grab the cannolis, leave the gun. Big sills, big guns. Big guns here on the National Football Show. Jason Cole, our Pro Football Hall of Fame voter, will be with us here in a couple seconds. We'll talk NFL playoffs. We'll talk Week 17. I'll ask Jason flat out if he's ever used his personal views on a person's personality when it comes to putting a guy in the Hall of Fame. If that ever played a factor on what a guy's production was on the field. I'll ask him about Terrell Owens. Did that play a factor in why T.O. wasn't a first ballot Hall of Famer? Everybody knows he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. For the record, you know what Terrell Owens just did? His new wine company just followed me on Twitter. Big Sills and T.O., friends. I think it's happening. 
I think he knows that, you know what? You're going to get it straight from me. And I defended him today. I did. I defended him. This is exactly what's wrong with the process for the Hall of Fame. I don't want to hear about your personal opinions of what you think of a dude. And even if you don't know him, 90% of these guys don't know the guys they're voting for. They only take what they're listening to from other people. And most of the time, the media people have already had a narrative like this guy up in Chicago does. Hey, for the record, can I ask you about Nick Sirianni in Philly? Is he the best coach or manager in Philadelphia already? Today. Joe Girardi? Doc Rivers? What's that guy's name? Mike Yao? With the Flyers now? Is that his name? Is he the best coach or manager in Philly right now? Would you rather be coached by Nick Sirianni or Doc Rivers or Joe Girardi? Hey, wait a minute now. People in Philly are going to hate Joe Girardi no matter what he does. Man, he's going to have to win a World Series title. That dude's got Yankee blood, man. Right? (laughs) Right? Rich Kotai. Gio, give me a break. Let's see here. I think it's Doc Rivers, then Sirianni. Joey says, has to be. I don't know Doc much. Man, hey, hey, Kevin, Doc's a hell of a coach, man. He really is. He's a hell of a coach. Hey, Big Chris, I grew up with the Yankees, man, when I was in Stanford, Connecticut, man. I did. I grew up with the Yankees. And, yeah, so, I mean, team I hate the most is the Red Sox. I can't stand the Red Sox. Jason says this, with one of it, not the easiest schedule in the NFL down the stretch, I really think it's making a lot of people drink the Kool-Aid. Dude, I think Sirianni's done a hell of a job. The defense has played exceptional football, too. Last 10 games, they've given up less than 18 points a game. That's how you win ball games, man. And you're the number one rush offense. As I said in the last segment, the Eagles are the bullies in the NFC playoffs. They've officially become the bullies. They're a bully football team. That's why they can't get into being a finesse throwing the ball team because they get away from what they are. Dude, nobody likes fighting a bully, especially when the bully can run your ass over or knock you out at any time. That's why slow starts can't happen for the Eagles in the postseason. That's why letting off the gas pedal this weekend against Dallas is not a good thing. You think they should start Minshew? I don't. Now, people are saying, well, Jalen may not be completely healthy. Okay? Philly fans hate the Mets. Uh, Mets. Hey, dude, I know you guys do. The Mets. I hate the Mets. Hey, guys, you know who the Mets are? The Mets are true Yankee fans because come the fall, they turn their hats inside out and become Yankee fans. That's who the Mets are. Wait a minute. 69-73, 2000. How you done? It's all good. Right? <laughs> All right? Really? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> okay. All right, man. Let's bring our friend in right now. Our friend Jason Cole, he joins us right now here. We're having a little bit of video issues here with him. Jason's on the phone with us right now. 
And Jason, um, by the way, folks, do me a favor. Make sure you go to Amazon here, A Relentless Life. This is a must-read here. It's the story of John Elway, one of the best quarterbacks um, in the National Football League's great history here. And I will say this to you without a doubt here. Speaking of great quarterbacks, let me ask Jason Cole this question flat out here. Jason, have you ever in your life, have you ever in your life, by the way, there's the book here, okay? Have you ever in your life taken your personal opinion when it's come to making a vote for the Hall of Fame? Are you there? Can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay. So you, what do you want to know about the Hall of Fame and my vote? Have you ever put your personal opinion on how you look at somebody um, into the evaluation of whether or not that player is a Hall of Famer? Yes. You have? Um, not as to whether he's a Hall of Famer, to whether I would vote for him at this point in time. And the reason I did this, and this comes back, it all comes back to the you, baby. Um, so... Warren Sapp gets voted in. This is my very first year as a selector. Warren Sapp goes in, gets elected. Ira Kaufman did a sensational job of introducing Warren Sapp. Did a sensational job of diffusing the issues about Warren, which are, you know, he's he's a jerk, okay? He treats people like dirt. Um, won't shake your hand, you know, thinks he's better than you. All those kinds of things that Warren did constantly during his life right so it's like look beyond it what was the first thing that warren Sapp did after he got elected right he trashed michael strahan because he and stray were both on the ballot that year so he comes out and it's not you know like you want to talk about how great you were and how this and that and you were the greatest thing since sliced bread and you want to you know pump yourself up and do all that fine go ahead like, this is your glory moment. You can live in that. I, I completely agree and accept that, right? But you use this platform on that day to trash another player, okay, just because you have some personal issue with Mike Strahan. And so I said to myself, you know what? I don't want to reward a dirtbag the first time. I'm not going to keep a guy out of the Hall of Fame. Guy gets to go in. He, you know, he deserves it. But, you know, you say to me, T.O., look, T when I did my survey on T.O. the first year he went in, he finished 10th out of 15 guys when I did my survey. And, Silio, you do my survey, and I know I keep it private, but you do it. T.O. was 10th that year. There are plenty of guys who are like, I don't, I don't need it. I don't, you, and you talk to Hall of Famers about guys like T.O.? If you left it up to the Hall of Famers, you know, the 300-something guys, you know, and, and most of them, you know, there's a lot of them who aren't alive anymore. But if you left it, left it to the guys who are alive, Tia would never get in the Hall of Fame because it's personal for those guys, okay? I think that out of the 20-something Hall of Famers that I surveyed, you know, when Tia's first year, he got a third of those guys. He'd never get in. So to say that he's not going to get in at all, no, I wouldn't do that. But if I have better candidates, I'll vote for those guys in a heartbeat. You know, the tiebreaker is, you know, how do you conduct yourself? Now, so to get to your point about Hub Arkish, 
that's a that's a silly. I mean, Hub's being silly. You know, our Aaron Rodgers is certainly one of the top two or three guys in the league in the MVP voting, depending on your opinion. Yeah, you can make a case for Jonathan Taylor. You can make a case for, you know, for Cooper Cup. You can make a case for Tom Brady if you really want to. Joe okay? Burrow, too. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're all there. But, you know, the fact of the matter is that you can't tell me that Aaron Rodgers isn't there. And you can't say he doesn't belong because he happens, you happen to think that he's a jerk. That's that's not relevant for this. the The question is much more complex than that, much more layered. So, I've never voted for a postseason honor like All Pro or Defensive Player of the Year or MVP. I've never done that based on personality, unless it got in the way of what you did on the field. Hall of Fame, yeah, it got because you know that was a knock against you as a, as a player. That was a knock against you that that other guys considered. So I didn't consider that alone. I took that into account from what other people thought as well. Yeah, but Jace, that that's not your number one. See, you're you're coming of at it in a different place. Like I know you do. You look at the player's ability, the other candidates that are in the room, and the tiebreaker would be if he's an asshole. Oh, and if right. there's someone else that's in the room, you're not going to start out by going, "I can't stand this guy. He's no good." I'm going to put Harold Baines in over Barry Bonds because, uh, of course, well, of course, because of I'm course. making a point with my vote here. Of course. I'm not going to do that. No, it is it is a small part of a much more complex mosaic about how you view an award, okay? And that that's why Hub's, Hub's outlandish statement, which really should disqualify him from voting, all right? It really should. And, and I'm sorry. And I know Hub... You know, he's a decent enough guy, but he's just wrong. And you don't do, and you don't do that. You don't, you don't vote based solely on that. And again, like with T.O., T.O.'s in the Hall of Fame. I just, I, I remember dealing with that whole thing with Warren Sapp. And my end opinion was if a guy's a jerk like this and treats people poorly, I'm not going to reward him necessarily the first time unless it's overwhelming that he deserves it. Do you agree, Jason, that this is going to be an issue when it lands on all your desk when it comes to the Hall of Fame? Because with the Hall of Fame, and I mean this, he'll get in on what you're saying with the premise of what you're saying right now. But when it comes to first ballot, that those are different. Ooh, Aaron Rodgers? Yeah. Oh, he's getting in first ballot. Stop it. Come on. So this we- is Hub's just being an outlier. You don't think there's more people out there because I can hear people no. in the media making cases for other people to be the MVP. The guy's got four picks. He's got the number one seed. He's won 39 games in three years in the regular season. I don't know what more you want from the guy. I, I don't either. I don't get it either. I just don't. So, I mean, no. It, you know, the fact that Aaron Rodgers was prickly, he's not so prickly. He's not so prickly. And so dastardly that, you know, I would argue that he took away from his team in a significant way. Right. Like you can argue, okay, he missed a game this year. They lost to Kansas City. He wasn't there in the offseason. You can make a point that, um, you know, they weren't prepared for the first game of the season. You, you know, I mean, like you can make some really, you can stretch out some points, right? At the end of the day, they won more games than anybody else. They're the number one seed. I mean, it's like you pointed out. They're the number one seed in the league. They're, they're, they have, they've had the best season. 
and he's the best player by far. I mean, Devontae Adams is awful good. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> he is. But but Devontae Adams without Aaron Rodgers, no. It's just not. And and, and again, like I, I, I had some questions about Aaron's leadership and the decision. Like, I don't agree. If you play a team sport, I believe you need to be vaccinated. That's my own personal belief. But that personal belief is not getting in the way of me voting for him for MVP or for Hall of Fame. Like, let's like come on like that's not let's not take it that far that's not what this means this that's not what this is about it's it's different than again warren sap and you know warren okay i do Um, and he is a tool right and i get this there's here's the thing with sap in my relationship with him i i like warren 60 percent of the time but that forty percent is hard to take. Oh, it is. There are there, there are times I'm sure that you'd like to. Oh, know, oh, absolutely. And because he treats people like dirt. Actually, I've never heard anybody who he's had contact with as a fan ever say they've had a pleasant moment with him. It's just, I mean, I'm sure there's that. I'm sure they're out there, but it's not. It's just not. It, no. I, I, I'm not going to say any more on it. I just, I just, I yeah. know that I know what you're, where you are with it. And I know the history and I know the story here. I want to get to another troubled guy. I think Antonio Brown plays again. Um, it's the NFL. It's the only place that wife beaters, children, abusers, dog abusers, and anyone else ever get an opportunity to play again. He'll get a chance to play again. Do you agree? I'm a little 50-50 on this one. I'm torn. Um, I want to read you something, though, Jace, before you go on. In 15 games with the Buccaneers, 97 catches, 1,028 yards, nine touchdowns. I mean, and he missed eight games last year because he was suspended. I mean, you're talking about a very productive guy. (coughs) Yeah, look, there's no doubt. There's no – look, he can play. Um. But there's a problem when you quit on like he's quit on four teams now, right? Four teams, um, and this time literally quit. I mean, he literally quit on. He didn't quit on the Patriots. I take that back. He was, you know, they had to they had to cut him. But he quit on the Steelers. He quit on the Raiders after they gave him money. He quit on he quit on the Bucks. And personally, I would never sign him. I would never, I it just, I can't do it. I can't, I can't depend on him. I can't, you know, it's just, no, I'm not like that guy is going to be such a problem for you every single day that it's not worth the headache. I can go find somebody else, but it is worth the headache. And I'll tell you why they won a super bowl with the guy that, that when you ask the question, um, was it worth the Eagles bringing in Terrell Owens? Of course it was. They got to the Super Bowl. But like you said, and I agree with half of what you said, you signed a guy, you know who he is. This zebra's not going to change his stripes. So when you signed him at the very beginning, you knew the ending was never going to be applicable when it came to a divorce. You knew it was going to be chaotic and how this relationship was going to go. So why are you now all of a sudden, not you, but why are people going, well, look at how this ends. You knew who this guy was, but he also helped you bring the one thing. If a guy's a headache, 
and I look at him, and he helped me win a Super Bowl, and this guy hasn't done anything completely egregious in my room except quit on my team, I'm just going to cut him loose and go, thank you very much for the Super Bowl trophy. Oh, uh, look, there's a they, Tampa Bay should be glad that they had Antonio Brown, despite all of this. That's right. They should be glad. I mean, they, they should, you know, he, he brought them, he brought them a title, just like they should be happy that they had John Gruden at a right, at the right time. Even if the, the time afterward was mediocre and, you know, they, they went in tailspin, you know, be thankful you that you got a guy like that. And there's no question about that. Just you're dealing with today. And as you deal with today and the, your microscope is on, on today, today's a headache. Right? It is when you when you pull away from today and you get beyond the, you know, being so tied in and so close to the action. Right. Then you look at it in the bigger picture and in the bigger picture, he was worth the trouble. But today he's a pain. Like he you spent you spent the last four days consumed by Antonio Brown. Right. Jesus. Right. And it's like. You know, it's like it just drives you insane. But. And by the way, he's not helping himself on a new job with all the things that are going on no, Twitter right now. He's he's just like, shut his hole. Right. Like, if you like, I know Bruce Arians can be prickly too, just like any coach, right? But are you really telling me that you couldn't get along with Bruce Arians? <laughs> I mean, come on. Dude, I love the guy too, man. No yeah, question. Like, about I mean, it. Like, seriously, like, Bruce is, if you, all he wants you to do is show up and play. If you show Absol- up and play, and you know, and you play, you know, play your ass off. He's going to love you. That's how that works. Let me get you over to the Eagles here. In your opinion, Jalen Hurts and the job he's done. Let me throw this at you here. He's now the seventh player in NFL history to throw for over three thousand yards, seven hundred fifty rushing touch, seven hundred fifty rushing yards. He put his team in the postseason. They won nine ball games. Um, this is his first year starting. Do you think he's passed the audition as being the future of the football team? I'll go another year with him. Another year. I'm going another year with him. I, I I'm signed up for next year. So you 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 think it's not long term? You still need more of a sample yeah, size. He's a second year player. I mean, I you know, you gotta show me that you can get me to the promised land before I. And I got and the thing about it is I got time, right? I got another year to to go. And and here's the other side of this. This is a terrible year to a draft a quarterback. It's a terrible, terrible draft class, right? Um, you know the kid from Pitt. You know the the, the you know the Corral kid. Yeah, not much. The guy from there. Carolina, how? Yeah, it, it, it's not. I good. know. I'm it's with not you. good. So what are you? Gonna, you're not going to draft a guy, even though they got three three first round picks and three high picks. It's not worth it. Um, if you get Deshaun Watson, it's Deshaun Watson. But you know you got to deal with a lot of headaches there. The free agent class. I mean, maybe you get, you know, who knows what you do? Maybe you trade or trade for Russell Wilson or something like that. Who knows, right? But so you think bad... he's done? You think he's done in Seattle? Then, right? You think this is it? He's yeah, out. I think he's done in Seattle. I think him. I think the wife is done in Seattle too because yeah. she wants to be in a bigger market, um, which is okay. You know, that doesn't. He he held up his end of the bargain in Seattle. Um, I, I just think if you're Philadelphia, barring getting a Deshaun, a star, a guy that you're like, no doubt, I don't think you're fishing in that pond of, well, maybe this guy's a little bit better than Jalen Hurts. Maybe we can sort of upgrade. 
the only way that you you if you move on from Jalen Hurts is you saying I'm getting Russell Wilson. If I you you can do that, push the chips in. Because that's that what I said. I said if he's running out of the tunnel at Lincoln Financial and it's Russell Wilson, that's the only dude that I'm moving off of, man. Because oh, Deshaun, me, I I do it for Deshaun Watson. Yeah, I would too. I, I I would too. Let me ask you a final question here now. Coach of the year, Mike Vrabel. Nick Sirianni or Brian Flores, who would you take? Um, Flores, no. I mean, they're okay. They're not. They're not great. Rabel, yeah. Sirianni. How about McCarthy? Well, but the expectations were that they were going to win the East anyway. Yeah, but you know what coaching there is like with Jerry. Man, right? I mean, it's like it's like working for Al Davis. Absolutely. Right. I mean, remember, sometimes you have to take into consideration you're not just trying to get the players to play well, <laughs> okay? <laughs> you're trying to get the real coach to buy in, right? right? Like, I, I was talking with Tank Johnson um, about a week ago, and Tank goes, he goes, guy, it was crazy my first year in Dallas. He goes, Jerry comes down, we're playing against the Giants, and, you know, he's, he's on the sideline, and he just covers his mouth and goes, Throw it to Terrell. Throw it to Terrell. <laughs> he starts calling the plays. And they did. And they won. You know, but it's like, you, you know, like it's a different environment. And, and you know, McCarthy deals with a lot of stuff having to navigate the owner. And people don't understand how hard that is in Dallas. So McC- McCarthy be on my list. Look, Vrabel, I just love Vrabel. I love the consistency that they play with. Look. And they get Derrick Henry back this week. Well, and the fact of the matter is they played well without Derrick Henry and and without Julio Jones being around all season with A.J. Brown being banged up a lot. And they said, whatever, like, let's just keep going. They bring in, you know, Devontae Freeman and it's like, or Dante Freeman, how I can't can't remember at the moment. They just bring him in. Let's keep rolling. Like, let's just be, let's just be us. Let's be tough. Let's play defense. Let's let's you know hammer people, and that's what they've done. Absolutely, man. Hey, hey, everybody, do me a favor here. Make sure that you do this. You go on Amazon, get the book here. Here it is, right here. Relentless Life, right here. Our good friend Jason Cole had a nice um, write up in here, also too, and a great forward here. Love this, Jason, man. I'll tell you what. The days of John Elway and quarterbacks like this. I'll tell you what, if those guys were playing in today's game, John would throw for 6,000 yards every year. I appreciate Dan, it. Dan, Dan Marino. I, oh, my God almighty. Those guys would kill the league. Thanks, Jace. All right, dude. Be good. Talk to you. You got it. All right, guys. Do me a favor. Hit the like button here. So he said Mike McCarthy. <laughs> I saw you guys. Man, he ain't on my list, man. No. Hey, I'm with you guys, man. Sills must owe this guy money. Wait a minute, man. Hold on for a second. Let him get it. That ain't my opinion. Mike McCarthy? Oh, dude. Hey, so you know. Hold on. Must be sales. He is a good friend. I did like the fact, though, that he said that, hey, quite frankly, I'll never put my personal opinion ahead when it comes to voting for somebody for the Hall of Fame. It's not going to happen. It would be a tiebreaker if somebody was equal in talent when I'm looking at somebody to potentially go into the Hall of Fame. 
But he called Hubbarkash outrageous, said he should have his vote taken away. And that's a Hall of Fame voter. He's one of the guys in the room that will be voting for your Jason Kelsey one day. Okay? He's going to. Kiwi Sydney, the way would never get. Oh, missed it there. Roman Cole is smoking funny. <laughs> funny grass. Timothy, use his book as toilet paper. You guys are brutal. My aunt said this last, hey, getting a cowboy guy on, she's like, that doesn't seem to be a good idea, does it, Dan? I go, I don't think so, man. They didn't want to hear anything from that. Hub is a scrub. That's a great T-shirt. Let's see if Sirianni can get that made. Hub is a scrub. <laughs> hey, Seals, we need to find out why Cole thinks Eric Allen didn't get in. Matt, we'll do that. Okay? Hey, get this. I am on a panel of Hall of Fame voters. You heard him say it. That's a secret. Only you guys know that. I'm on the survey. All the NFL Hall of Fame voters, they contact me and they give me a list of players I think should go into the Hall of Fame. That's kind of confidential. And I don't want to get the names that I put out there, but I do and I am on that panel. So when your Jason Kelsey gets on that list, um, you guys uh, will definitely have had an influence on me, just so you know. I am. You heard a Hall of Fame voter say it, and that's never been really public. I, I never said it because I was supposed to keep that confidential, and I did, but Jason is one of the top, and so is Rick Goslin. we get on, and so is Howard Balzer. Those guys are all Hall of Fame voters. Sills, I'm out in Switzerland. Love the show. Bird Gang, how you doing, bro? All good. Yeah, Dante, I, I did. I, I, put, I put five guys up this year. How many canes do you think I put into, uh, I gave my uh, blessing to? I'm not going to tell you which names. But I did do two canes. Three were nominated. I did two. I did two. Yeah, Big Chris. Yeah, man. No, I. you should see. Like, every single, like, over the next, because they're voting real soon. And I got, like, over the holidays, I must have got, oh, God, 30 texts. Dan, who do you think? Dan, what do you think? Who do you think here? What do you think? And so I have to, I send in on a text message, believe it or not, it's a text message. And I'll get, I'll get Jay Glazer. Jay's coming on next week, by the way. Only reason he wasn't on this week is because he's recovering from uh, COVID. <laughs> Ed Reed's already in, brother. Okay. Yeah. That's why the Hall of Fame matters to me, because I'm on that panel. I'm on the Nash, I'm on the Pro Football Hall of Fame panel. Roman says if Rodgers doesn't get MVP, it's purely because of COVID stance. Absolutely. He's a conservative. He's a Trump guy. And he's unvaccinated. And the sports media are liberals. Matt Hatter, Sap did remind me of Jerome Brown on the field. Rondé Barber over Eric Allen. Jeff, Rondé Barber is, I believe, the only player with over 20 sacks and over 20 interceptions in NFL history. Okay? 
So Ronde, Ronde's, Ronde's had a pretty damn good career. Alexander says political BS. Do kickers get in? Do I look like I vote for kickers? <laughs> hey. <laughs> hey, I'll make a proclamation here to you. I'm, I'm, I'm not giving my blessing to the Hall of Fame for a kicker. <laughs> Nate F- Oh, my God almighty, man. Oh, Tampa did love sending that corner. That Tampa 2 defense was set up for him perfectly. Big Sills don't vote kickers in. When Vinatieri comes up, I'm going to abstain. You guys guys are the first people to know in 15 years that I'm on that Hall of Fame panel. (laughs) Hey, you know how hard? I can't keep a secret. But I'm on that survey, man. I'm one of the, I think, 35 guys that are on a on the panel that the Hall of Fame voters go to when it comes to people in the media. And they ask me. <laughs> no kickers. We, we, we don't do kickers. Lou Groza, I would vote for Lou Groza because he played offensive tackle for Cleveland, too. How you doing? Okay. Lou Groza, man, played offensive tackle. So he gets in. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. We'll do a little bit of that. Hey, I want to go Dak versus Jalen. All right, as we get ready for the postseason, guys, hit the like button. I appreciate it. God, that hour was fast. Keep it right here on the National Football Show. Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Good day, everyone. It's Joe Krause from the Jacob Media Network here at Neck of the Woods. Uh, so excited to introduce Krause's Coat Check, a cold IPA. It's just an incredible thing. I'm in my 18th year of Krause's Coats and with Brian's help and uh, Frank coming together here at Neck of the Woods. Krause's Coat Check, a cold IPA, was born on this day. We'll celebrate it on January 11th and everyone is invited to enjoy or to meet and experience the entire Jacob Media team and also experience Krause's Coat Check. A cold IPA. Gentlemen, a toast, I think, to you for producing Rousey's Coat Check here at Neck of the Woods. Cheers. Cheers.
At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Two National Football Show, your boy Big Phil. Dak versus Jalen Hurts. Both teams heading into the postseason. Who's playing better? Who would you follow? Which guy do you think his teammates have his back? They're pretty comparable, aren't they, when it comes to how teams look at their star quarterback and how the Cowboys look at Dak and how the Eagles now look at Jalen Hurts. Got to remember something about Jalen's journey, though. Jalen's had to earn every single freaking thing he's ever been given. He represents Philly. Nothing's given to you guys. Respect. Respect for your team, your hard work, your passion. Do you know what the national media's narrative is on Philadelphia Eagle fans? You're maniacs. You throw batteries at players. You shit on everybody that comes into the vet, now the link. They look at you as being over-the-top fans, not the fans that I've come to embrace and not the fans that I've learned are some of the most intelligent people that I have ever talked to. You guys understand the game and the passion of the game, and you plug it in unlike any other fan base I've ever seen. Because you know what the, do you know what the core is, being an Eagle fan? Work your ass off. Just work. Just show us you give a shit. You know why Ben Simmons is public enemy number one in Philly? Because you guys look at him as lazy. Lazy-minded, lazy player, never improved his game, never embraced the community. Hell, you got a guy in Arizona that wears a wristband. Zach Ertz, for his love for your city, even though he's playing with another ball team. Jalen Hurts has carved out a small niche for himself in your hearts. Beginning of the year, we're all doing this. I don't know, man. I, I, I don't know. When you play for the Cowboys, trust me, I was there. Shit's given to you. Your reputation is given to you. The accolades are given to you. 
Your fame is given to you when you have the star on your helmet. Nothing's earned there. That's why when the Cowboys fall short, people are like, well, here they go again choking. No, people have built that team up and that organization up because we have for the last 50 years. Why do you think Philly looks at Dallas and goes like this? I love to beat the shit out of that team. It's not so much it's the Cowboys. It's the ideology that surrounds the Cowboys that you hate the most. You don't like anybody that's been given something. Jalen's played into it. Every time you see him in front of a press conference, it's about us, we, our team, our approach, my failures, our successes. When the Eagles win, it's us. When the Eagles lose, it's me. He represents your city. He represents your city better than McNabb did, better than Vic did, better than Wentz did, maybe going all the way back to Jaws. Jaws loved being an eagle. Still does. That's why we're on this ride with Jalen. That's why we have a hard time saying this. Well, should they make a move for Rudd? No, Sills. I don't want to hear it. It's not that you like the guy so much. It's like you like what the guy represents. I get it now. I get it. The name on the back of the jersey could say anything. You just like the ideology that the kid lives under. Hard work. Thrown out of Alabama. And I say that, losing his job, not kicked out of school. When he came to Philly, the second-round pick was considered a joke. Now he's a Pro Bowl alternate. One of seven players to throw for... 3,000 yards and rush for 750 yards. Okay. One of seven players in NFL history. Over 100 years of pro football history, he's one of seven men. First year starting. I love that there. Alexander, ride or die with Hurts. Philly, I love it. Thank you so much, man. Do you want a leader or a lawsuit? Talking to Sean Watson. Peter says, Jaws from Buffalo. Buffalo fans love the team. Lawrence, his mentality is Tom Brady, and he keeps getting underrated. I like that. By the way, I saw Xander remind you, and I'll remind you myself. Please hit the like button. Boy, that was a fast first hour. This is all us now. Yale says, that's impressive. In his first full season. Big Chris, good point. Everybody feeling hurts until he throws three picks in a playoff game. Hang on for a minute. You got to take the good with the bad here. Michael says, Dan, 
We're here with you, man. Lives can't imagine Philly sports now without you. That's so kind. Thank you. Thank you very much, man. Means a lot to me. Yeah, I don't think you guys realize that. I don't think you real. Maybe I do. Maybe I'm going through kind of some of the things that Jalen Hurts had to go through. You know, I was told I'd never work again. You know that? I was told I would never work again. I was told that by numerous people. Tony, I'm not from Philly, but I love your show and your attitude. Tony, I love the NFL. I love football. Football's a great teaching. There's so many good teams out there this year. Rams and Buccaneers. So many great stories. Oh, Hugh, that's bullshit. I was told I'd never work again. Ask Xander. <laughs> Ask Xander, man. He'll tell you. I was told I'd never work again. Love your show. I'm from Montreal. Do you know that I had one of the fa- – Keith, you know that's one of my favorite cities. I went up there for the World Bowl. We played – hey, get this too. Who's the wrestler? Bill Goldberg was on the Sacramento Surge. And did we have a great time in Montreal? Chez Paris. Just to uh, refresh your memory. Chez Paris. That was a great time, man. I played football, and I played a championship game in that stadium where the Olympics were held in 1976. It was a fun time. Thanks, Keith. Now you got the fastest-growing show on YouTube. Thank you, Xander. Xander's a great teammate. Sills, that must have been an idiot that told you that. Oh, hey, believe me, man. <laughs> Trust me when I tell you. Just take a listen to some of the shows that are on the air. Jesus, criminy. I mean, I have to shut my face sometimes because I'm like, you put that on? I mean, honestly, I got a call from the Fanatic right before they put Kincaid on in the morning, and he goes, hey, man, I wish I would have. I went, yeah, okay, right. I said, Joe, Beasley's not putting Dan Cilio on. That ain't happening. He goes, why? I go, because it's a snowflake company. (laughs) Maybe that's why I get told. Hey, Hugh, people are so unreal. You have no idea what my business is and how they look at me. Let's dethrone Pat. (laughs) Oh, man, you guys are fantastic, man. Hey, I just love your quarterback and what he's doing. I so do, man. I do. I I just love how he's galvanized that locker room. You know, if Wentz divided it, Hertz has galvanized it. He's galvanized it. Xander Zoo with Dangerous Dan. It's a good shirt, too. You know, I'm going through this, to the theme of the shirt because of Sirianni. Matt Hatter says Philly hates flakes. You got a ton of them on the air. 
<laughs> Bro, earlier, Mays was teaching Barrett Hash. <laughs> Hertz is growing right in front of your eyes. Absolutely, man. Hey, well, let me ask you this. Who is the most loved quarterback in the last 20 years by your fan base? Can you tell me? Has Jalen turned into being the most loved quarterback more than McNabb? Do you look at him that way? Vic? I'll tell you something about Vic. Can I, can I watch this, guys? Wow, look at you guys. Vic. Randall. Look at all the Vicks. Michael Vick. Foles? Yeah, but Foles had a moment in time. You know what I mean? Foles had a moment in time. Foles. Because he delivered something to you guys that you thought you would never see, right? That was winning a championship and being a Super Bowl champion. You thought that that had gone past your time, didn't you? To where you ended up looking at something and going like this. That'll never happen in my lifetime. You know what Eagle fans were turning into? Eagle fans were turning into Cub and Red Sox fans. Like there was some sort of curse on the city that you would never win a championship on the football side of it. Am I right when I say that? Okay. I mean, think about it for a minute. I mean, all the way back, how many times can you keep bringing up Tommy McDonald and Chuck Bednarik and going back to the 1960 team and keep talking about that team before somebody says eventually, bro, okay, it's the 60s. Okay, we got to get into the reality here. And when that championship was going up Broad Street, tell me that wasn't one of the greatest moments in sports history in Philadelphia. Even more so than when you won the 80 championship in baseball with the Phillies. Even when you won those back-to-back titles in the 70s with the Flyers. Even when you won that championship in 83 with the Sixers. Even when we're talking about the team that ended up winning a championship with Schilling and them dudes. You guys were all like this, okay? Or actually the team that ended up beating Tampa Bay, excuse me, in the World Series, right? Make no mistake about it. You guys were, without a doubt, waiting for that moment when you would hoist the Lombardi trophy. Akhtar, right? Dead on sills, never in my lifetime. I cried when they won. Hey, dude, no doubt. Tell me how many Philadelphia fans weren't doing this. They weren't saying this. They were going, holy cow, there it is. Same thing like Cub fans when they're going down Rush Street. Hey, it's one thing for the Bears to win the 85 title. It's one thing for the White Sox to win a championship or the Bulls or the Blackhawks. It's another thing, man. Okay, when the Cubs won. When the Cubs won the championship, man, you see people crying in the stands. That's because of the passion that you have for your city and your team and your players. Everybody knows it when they put the green and white on. Everyone knows it. By the way, every pro football player knows it, too, when they roll into that city. So you're just not known for throwing batteries. You're not known for your jail. You're not known for your shitty carpet at the vet, which was terrible, by the way. You're known for your fan base. 
And you're known for a quarterback now that represents that fan base. Pete Blade says half of Philadelphia lost their voice from screaming that day. I wish I was there for that. Can you imagine? I wonder, guys, did, did people must have won outside of their homes? When the final seconds were ticked off of that Super Bowl, they must have stood outside, and it must have been one of those moments where people were standing there going like this, holy shit, we did it. I've been in those moments. Holy shit, we did it. It is, it's, it's emotional. Right? Isn't it emotional? Guys, my pro sports emotional moment, I was, I was told I could never play college football again on a Friday. Coach Jimmy Johnson called me in his office. And he started crying. I said, shit, the NCAA ruled against me, didn't they? He goes, yeah, you can't play Saturday. I put my head down. I started crying. I was a preseason All-American. I was, I, I was going to the Hula Bowl. I had everything all lined up. I was going to make first-team All-American. I was on every preseason All-American. I was an Outland Trophy. Here's my Outland Trophy ball right there. That's my watch list. See it down here? And after all these years, the Outland people finally sent my watch list football to me. They did it in 19 for me because I was a watch list kid back in 1987. And they ended up finally sending me my Outland Trophy football. That was a great honor. Then I was told I couldn't play. Then I was called on a Saturday night, and they said to me, they go, hey, man, guess what? You've been drafted by the Buccaneers, and I played against the Chicago Bears on Sunday. That was my moment, and I just never forget, and I ended up wearing that helmet. Daryl says, dude, I was downtown Center City. It was awesome. No better celebration. I was so happy. I decided to watch the game in a small restaurant being able to party with thousands of people. Sills, you get your period, bro. <laughs> You're emotional. <laughs> Philly. Philly. Backyard birds. That right there is a Philly guy, man. Don't give me your don't 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 go there, Sills. <laughs> right? Wait, wait, wait. From Saturday playing Sunday. Yes. Hey, Spanish Phil, you want to know something? On Friday, I had a Miami Hurricane helmet on. On Sunday, I had a pro football helmet on, and I was playing against the 87 Bears, Walter Payton's final game at Tampa Stadium. I had no, no training camp, two practices. No, wait, I had one. No, I had none. I had no practices. I was at the game. They put me on television. TNT had the game. It was Gators and Canes in 87. I flew that night. They drafted me. 56-player taken. Brian Bosworth and Chris Carter. By the way, your very own Chris Carter was drafted in that draft. The Philadelphia Eagles drafted Carter 
in the latter round. I was taking 56, and Brian Bosworth was taking number one. I had a hurricane helmet on Friday and a Buccaneer helmet and National Football League helmet on Sunday. No practice, didn't know the plays, and I got into Bears game. Isn't that crazy? Hugh, my first game was against Walter Payton. Okay, Sammy, thank you, brother. (laughs) Oh, man. Boz got ran over by Bo. He surely did, man. Oh, man. How'd you do? I think I played like 15 plays. I had no clue. I kept doing this. Where the fuck do I line up? I never played nose guard in my life. Hey, I never played nose guard. And there I am. I'm playing against Jim McMahon, and I think Mike Tomczak first started the game. Oh, Madness Summerall called the game, too. That's right, Ken. I puked because Peyton hit me so hard. Yeah. (laughs) I puked twice, actually. Pat Summerall and John Madden called that game. Bucks and Bears from Tampa Stadium. My grandfather goes like this. Holy shit, you got Summerall and Madden. Even my grandfather knew that. I'm like, I know. Can you believe it? And there I was. I look up, and it says Stan Cilio, 93. And I'm going like this. Holy shit, I'm in the NFL. I can't fucking believe it. They gave me my first paycheck. Jesus. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Hey, Xander's got the Kelsey Super Bowl speech. Let me see this thing, Xander. Oh, yeah, man. Oh, yeah. I got to see this thing here. Absolutely, man. Let's do this. Let's take a timeout, okay? I'll take a timeout. Hit the like button. Let's feel good about that because I want to see that speech by Kelsey, man. It's epic, isn't it, guys? We'll watch it together. You keep it right here on the National Football Show. This is Joe Krause of Krause's Coats inviting you to donate a slightly worn coat or jacket and help veterans stay warm this winter. Go to Krause's Coats on Facebook to help those who've served. Have a happy holiday. Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. The city of Philadelphia sparkles during the Christmas holiday season with an array of colorful light displays and illuminated Christmas trees donated or installed for free by the talented electricians of IBEW Local 98. To learn more about who we are, 
what we do, and career opportunities at IBEW Local 98, visit us at www.ibew98.org. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. As a hardworking American, you've never experienced how tough life can be until now. A catastrophic injury while working on the job. A personal injury from someone else's negligence. Turned away by other law firms in the region who didn't bother to learn your story. It's time to meet the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm and managing partner Brian Fritz. Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm. Find out why they say, we got this. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Welcome back. National Football Show, your boy, Big Sills. Hey, guys, hit the like button for me. Thank you so much. It's not quite a Philly-Dallas week, is it? Because everybody's going to be doing layups this weekend. Right? That really sucks for the fans. That does, man. That really sucks for the fans. I mean, look, I know, like, you know, it's an extra week for Jalen to get his ankle better and, you know, to get everybody healthy. The Eagles have punched their ticket, man, but I'd really like to win 10 ball games. You're keeping score. Big Sills wants to win. I don't like surrendering games. I don't like surrendering points. I don't like giving up shit. You know, most of the defenses that I played on, I used to get so offended when people used to score points against us. The majority of the teams that I played on, like when I was in college, I played on the number one defense in the country. Uh, the two years I played at Miami. I I I I I refused to let anybody score on us. I hated when people scored. When I played in the World League, we had the number one rush defense and the number one scoring um, defense. And when I was with the Bucks, we weren't that good. And when we were with Dallas, we were trying to build. When I was in Detroit, we had a good defense. We were pretty good. Got all the way to the NFC Championship game. All right, hey man. I want to see this speech because I really haven't dove into this speech all that much with Kelsey. Here it is. All pro center, Jason Kelsey. (laughs) Philadelphia! (laughs) You love the Eagles, let me get a hell yeah. Hell yeah. You love the Philadelphia Eagles. Let me get a hell yeah! I'm going to take a second to talk to you about underdogs. I know Lane and Chris just talked about this, but I don't think that it's been beat home enough. Howie Roseman, a few years ago, was relinquished all control pretty much in this organization. He was put in the side. Hey, hey, 
He was put in the side of the building where I didn't see him for over a year. Two years ago, when they made a decision, he came out of there a different man. He came out of there with a purpose and a drive to make this possible. And I saw a different Howie Roseman, an underdog, Doug Peterson. When Doug Peterson was hired, he was rated as the worst coaching hire by a lot of freaking analysts out there in the media. This past offseason, some clown named Mike Lombardi told him that he was the least qualified head coach in the NFL. You saw a driven Doug Peterson, a man who went for it up fourth and down. Went for it up fourth and down in the Super Bowl with the trick play. It was a playing. Playing just to go mediocre. He's playing for a Super Bowl. And it don't stop with him. It does not stop with him. Jason Peters was told he was too old. Didn't have it anymore. Before he got hurt, he was the best freaking tackle in the NFL. Big B was told he didn't have it. Stephen Wisniewski ain't good enough. Jason Kelsey's too small. Lake Johnson can't lay off the juice. Brandon Brooks has anxiety. Carson Wentz didn't go to an Division one school. Nick Foles still got it. Mark Clement's too slow. The airplane ain't got it anymore. Jay and John can't stay healthy. Tory Smith can't catch. Nelson Aguilar can't catch. Zach Gers can't block. Red Selleck's too old. Brandon Graham was drafted too high. Benny Curry ain't got it. Oh, Allen can't fit the scheme. Michael Cummings can't fit the scheme. Nigel Brandon can't catch. Jalen Mills can't cover. Patrick Robinson can't cover. It's the whole team. This entire organization with a bunch of driven men to accomplish something. We're a bunch of underdogs. And you know what underdogs is? It's a hungry dog. And Jeff Stalin has had this in our building for five years. It's a quote in the O-line room that has stood on the wall for the last five years. Hungry dogs run faster. And that's this team. Bottom line is, we wanted it more. All the players, all the coaches, the front office, Jeffrey Lurie, everybody wanted it more. And that's why we're up here today, and that's why we're the first team in Eagles history to hold that freaking trophy. And you know who the biggest underdog is? It's y'all, Philadelphia. For 52 years, y'all have been waiting for this. You want to talk about an underdog? You want to talk about a hungry dog? For 52 years, you've been starved in this championship. You wanted us. No one liked this team. No analyst liked this team to win the Super Bowl, and nobody likes our fans. And you know what? I've just heard one of the best chants this past day, and it's one of my favorite, and it's new, and I hope you all learn it. Because I'm about to drop it right now. You know what I got to say to all those people that doubted us, to all those people that counted us out, and to everybody who said that we couldn't get it done?
Oh my God! It, was that a genie? What what the hell was he? <laughs> Is that a genie outfit? Huh? Read dogs run faster. I dig that. That's for damn sure. Dude, man, best speech ever. Phil, a Eagle Empire, man. Muhammad, that was epic. It was, man. NFL muted the best part. What did he say? Tell me what he said. NFL Xander, what was what 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 did he say? Cause I I, I don't I don't remember what he said. Dude, that mummy <laughs> a mummy's costume? Dude, that thing looked like a genie outfit. I'll finish it for him. Fuck him. <laughs> hey, you should have a street sign. Wait a minute. This should be a street sign right near the mayor's house or where your your mayor's house is, okay? That says Fuckham Avenue. <laughs> hey, kiss my M. Oh, yeah, KMA? Okay. Hey, man. Seriously, man, you guys should have, hey, you should have a KMA Avenue. Kiss my effing ass. Philadelphia should have a KMA, KMFA, man. Kiss my motherfucking ass. <laughs> hey, Matt says nobody likes us. Why do you think nobody doesn't like you guys, man? By the way, I swear to you, man. <laughs> oh, here. Okay, Xander's got something for her. You that got us out and everybody who can say that we couldn't get it done. What my man Jay and John just said, fuck you. <laughs> Oh my God, man. Like they're on the Rocky steps too. I dig it, man. Eastside Monster, Xander, thank you. Oh man, look at the crowd. That's dope. That is so great. Oh man. (laughs) Guy's losing his voice. And he's barking like that, man. Man, but hey. How much beer drinking do you think went on that day? Oh, man. Fuck you, Avenue. I like that. (laughs) Or how about this? Jason Kelsey Avenue. Can't leave the best part out. Absolutely, Xander. Can't leave the best part out. Team MVP this year. Muhammad. Jason Kelsey again, right? He's your team MVP. He sets the standard. Isn't it funny? That guy does that speech then, and he has not backed up. Hey, has Kelsey gotten any worse than that year when they won the Super Bowl? He's actually gotten better. Or better yet, how about this? Kelsey sets a standard for that locker room, doesn't he? Okay. James says, I think he was drunk. Really? What gave that away? (laughs) Hey, wait a minute. Was he the guy that did the beer? That smashed the beer and drank the beer? Who who the hell was that that did that? Somebody did that. I forget. I, 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 might, be, I might be getting my, uh, my wires crossed. 
corner of Kiss My Ass and Fuck You Avenue. <laughs> Kelsey is the Brady of centers. I'll tell you what, he's better than Kevin Mawai, and Kevin Mawai I have great respect for. Eagle Empire goes, you don't say, really? <laughs> a 30, yeah. Hey, most guys, most guys try to get a 12-pack, you know, stomach. This guy's going for a 30-pack. Bernie Boom 68, hell yeah, man. He set the standard in the locker room. He still sets the standard in the locker room. They show that video at D-A-R-E programs. Hey, whatever. Yeah, it must be some snowflake program that does that. They were all drunk, man. Travis Kelsey did the WWE thing. I was shit-faced. Really? <laughs> Stone Cold Steve Austin. That's the dude that, hey, J.C. Kelsey should do that, man, with the beers over his head. Alexander, man, that'd be great for him. Just bust those beers and just start gunning them like Stone Cold does. Dad says Jeff Saturday was pretty damn good as well. He was, and he was very consistent. Man, I'm thinking of crying when he retires. Hey, dude, he's a beloved guy in your city, man. Kelsey gets Philly. He totally does. And I think he tries to rub that off on a lot of the young football players. I think Jordan Malata is really getting that, don't you? How about this? What a great, what a great offensive player to have in your huddle and in your locker room for the young players like Jordan Malata to roll in there or Dickerson and them guys, right? You roll into a locker room and you know what the standard is. Some guys are going to understand the standard. Some guys are not going to care about the standard. Not everybody gets it, guys. Not everybody gets it. Dude, the costume, hey, William, the costume sets the stage, <laughs> right? That's right, Chris. I love lunch pail guys too, man. I'm a lunch pail guy. I'm not the most talented guy. Watch this. When I got to University of Miami or, and I got to places where I got to the NFL, I wasn't the most talented guy. Throw them out. Work your ass. You're, uh, I'm never not going to be in shape. I'm never not going to be the strongest guy in the building, and I'm going to outwork your ass. You're going to have to show up to work every day to beat me. You better bring your miner's cap, and you better have a light on that cap because I'm working 24-7. You ask Xander how I approach this show. I don't take any days off. I don't take a moment of my life off because I got to beat life. By the way, I ain't trying to beat some stiff out there. Because most people are C students in the world. You understand this, right? The majority of people in our country and in society are C students. It's our job to make people C students into B and A students. There's very few people that will, that will be A students. Most people in life are C students. Okay? You're average. You're common. You think common. Hey, let me go to work every day. I want to make my life better or, or me better. Eric says Philly accepts athletes, not the other way around. Some guys can't handle that shit. That's right, man. Look at Simmons. Never worked on his game. Never worked on his place in his community. He thought he was entitled just because he was a sixer. Right? Big Seals, the most beloved Philly athletes understand the passion of the fan base and use that shit on the field. Kelsey is a great example of that. Thank you, Eric. I appreciate it. Absolutely, man. 
Bernie says, I watched you play at Miami and I thought you were smart with your attack. Hey, man, absolutely. Oh, wait, my shit talking, you mean? <laughs> hey, man, I'll let you know we were going to kill you. And that's what I love this Philly team this year. Guys, you know what you've built? You built the bully. The Eagles are a bully. But see, that's what the country thinks of you. They think you're a bully fan base. They think you're, you bully people. Stop bullying. It's telling the truth. This guy sucks. Why do you think Jalen Rager gets booed? Here. You guys don't know that dude from a can of paint. All you know is what you see. You don't work hard. You don't try. You don't help your teammates out. And you're failing. Nothing personal, guy. I don't know you from a can of paint. I didn't say you weren't a good man. I didn't say you weren't a good family man. I didn't say you weren't a good husband or boyfriend to the ones you love. Good son. I never said that. I said you sucked as a player. Don't take it personal, kid. That's how we look at this. Don't be personal. I don't know you from a can of paint, dude. I'm just looking at what I see every single Sunday. You suck. All right. Hit that like button. we got so much more to hit on here. Please, guys, you guys have been spectacular, man. Let's take a brief time out. You keep it right here on the National Football Show. Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Good day, everyone. It's Joe Krause from the Jacob Media Network here at Neck of the Woods. Uh, so excited to introduce Krause's Coat Check, a cold IPA. It's just an incredible thing. I'm in my 18th year of Krause's Coats and with Brian's help and uh, Frank coming together here at Neck of the Woods. Krause's Coat Check, a cold IPA, was born on this day. We'll celebrate it on January 11th, and everyone is invited to enjoy or to meet and experience the entire Jacob Media team, and also experience Krause's Coaching, a cold IPA. Gentlemen, a toast, I think, to you for producing Krause's Coaching here at Neck of the Woods. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.
At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Welcome back, National Football Show. I'm going to get to Gardner Minshew here in a second, maybe versus the Cowboys on Saturday here. But So Baker Mayfield, there's a report out there now that the Cleveland quarterback and his head coach don't get along. Gee, this just in, really? So let me get this right. He's had a problem with Hugh Jackson, who was the former coach. He had a problem with Freddie Kitchens, and now he has a problem with Kevin Stefanski, who was just named last year's NFL coach of the year. Bro, this is a you thing. Okay? Brotherly love. Sills, I saw play with Jerome Brown back in the day. I was at Overbrook High School, 1987. You're awesome, bro. Thank you. Thank you. Jerome and I did some damage, dude. We killed it. We surely did. Dano, New Year's Day tradition in Philly. Hey, hey, Mummer's Parade. That's right. It's a tradition, brother. Hey, Matt P, 99 forever, brother. Brown, 99 forever. Absolutely, man. I was, hey, guys, can I tell you something, man? Okay, can I say this to you? (laughs) Okay, Xander's going to teach me some stuff here, man. I need to know. Okay, guys, I cried, man, when you guys retired Jerome's number after he died and you put it up in the rafters. I thought it was so awesome. Man, I got so many calls. You guys remember a guy named Conklin who was a sports writer? His, I think his name was Conklin. You guys remember that? I think he was a Philly Inquirer, like, sports writer. Do you guys remember that? Does that name sound familiar? He was a sports writer, and... So I get a call, man, and they go, hey, did you hear the news? And he called me. Maybe I'm saying it wrong, but there was a dude that covered Philly sports forever. Joe Conklin, is that right? Backyard Birds? I I, I thought I, I may be wrong. I, I may be wrong. I don't I, – I may be wrong on the last name, but he was this old guy that covered Philly sports forever. This was back in like 80 – well, maybe 90 because Jerome with Jerome already been on the Eagles and he had already put a couple Pro Bowl years together. I think he maybe even made all pro. And um he calls me up and he goes, Hey, did you hear the news? I'd like to get your response. I go like this. Now Shane Conklin, he hey, Shane Conlin played for the Penn State Nittany Lions. Um he says, Hey man, Jerome was killed in a car wreck. And I was like this. I just Bill Conlin. That's it. Bill Conlon. Thanks, Keith. 
That's who called me, Bill Conlon. He wrote for the Daily News. Okay. Oh, God, you're kidding me. No way. Really? Oh, my God, you're kidding. Thank you, Akhtar. Appreciate it. Yeah, he called me, man. Bill Conlon. That's it. It's Bill Conlon. Hey, Jerome was killed. I went, what? I just talked to him two nights ago. And he goes, yeah, he um, he he uh, was killed, and so was his nephew. I go, Augusta? I says, does Reggie know? He goes, yeah, Reggie's been told. Reggie, I guess Reggie was at a um, religious, he was at a religious event, right? Was it at the vet? Somebody told me, I go, does, and I, I went like this. I was like this. He, he um, I think Reggie was at a religious event at the vet. And they told him when he was on stage that Jerome had been killed. I was one of the first people because the sister called me too. And they told me, man, and I was like, well, then you guys wore the patches and then they put Jerome's number in retirement. And you guys hung the hung his number up, man. Hey, Matt Hatter, I talked to Reg. Isn't it sad? Reggie's gone too, man. Man, and, and get this, at the funeral in Brooksville, Reggie came up to me, man. He hugged me, and he started just weeping. He goes, I know how much he meant to you and you meant to him, and we talked about how crazy you two guys were all the time. And I just, we started, we were weeping together. I'm holding Reggie White at the Brooksville Church, and we're weeping, and my wife's watching this, and my wife's sitting in between, ugh, Russell, Maryland, and God rest his soul, Cortez Kennedy. And these two guys are my wife's crying and leaning on their shoulders, and me and Reggie are holding each other. Oh man. It was just but then when you guys hey, I'll tell you what, man, when you guys retired, oh, you know, on his tombstone, he's got the Philadelphia Eagle um logo and the University of Miami logo. And the Eagle guys and the Canes guys all threw our ties into his funeral box, into his casket. So you guys know this. Philadelphia lives with him for eternity. Jerome has all the Eagle from Buddy Ryan on down. Their ties and all the Canes guys, our ties, are in his casket. And then we laid him rest. He died a hurricane in an Eagle. All right, so Saturday, how long do you play Jalen for? How long do you play him? Do you start Minshew or do you play Jalen a little bit? It was Billy Graham's event, Ron. Thank you. I thought I knew it was a religious event. Thank you, Larry. Keith, you don't start him? Muhammad says one quarter. Man, I'd like to get... Hey, guys, wouldn't you like to get that 10th win? Dude. 
Carl, right. Keith goes, you go right with Minshew. Right from the beginning? Hmm. I'd play Minshew. Could help his stock? That's a great thought. First quarter, Max, if at all. Half. Matthew says, got to play the whole game and beat Dallas. Hey, man, I'm with you. I'd like to do that too, man. Got to beat Dallas, Hugh. Dude, pedal to the floor. Man, I'm so with you on that. I really am, man. I want to beat Dallas, man. See, I think I, I think Jalen still needs all the reps he can get, man. Can you imagine Jalen Hurts getting 10 wins in his first year starting? Oh, Matt Hatter. Jerome told me in that fall game in Chicago, he goes, man, I couldn't see the backfield. It was so foggy in Chicago. He was like this. These guys, I mean, it was almost zero visibility inside Soldier Field, man. I said, how did you fucking see? And he goes, I couldn't see the running backs. They'd come out of nowhere. All you were doing is reading your keys. He goes, it, it, it was the craziest thing he says he's ever seen. He's never played in a game anything remotely like that. You know, when you play in Florida, you play in these gigantic rainstorms. He goes like this, that fog bowl, man. He goes like this. Dude. He goes, I've never seen anything like that. That fog bowl was the craziest thing I've ever seen. Man, we sat on the phone. We used to sit on the phone for hours and talk Eagle football. I go, what's Buddy like? Buddy brought me up once. I think I told you guys a story. You think I want another one of you around here? I looked over at Jerome, and I swear to you, I went like this. You motherfucker. And he, they brought me up, and they worked me out. They were going to sign me. And Buddy, because Jerome, I guess, pissed them off. You think I want another one of you around here? I looked at him, and I go, you motherfucker. <laughs> Not to Buddy, to Jerome. Oh, Oh, Kevin, you couldn't see shit, man. Jerome, we used to talk for hours on the phone. Oh man, I I I still I still have his phone number in my in my cell phone. Yeah, I still have that number, man. I put it in there. I still have it. Yeah, he's such a maniac, man. Oh. Oh man, I tell you what, Matt, I I, it, I got brought up there, man, and everybody was all hyped up, man. And they were gonna, they were, they wanted, but then I guess Jerome played shitty on a Monday night versus the Giants or something, and he got killed in that game or something. And Buddy was so pissed off. It was a Monday night game, and Jerome didn't play very well. Oh man! <laughs> and Buddy let him have it. You mother, bitch. guys, you two guys, I know who you are too. You think I don't? This is Buddy Ryan. I don't know Buddy Ryan from a can of paint. I had never spoken to him. And Buddy Ryan goes like this to me. I know who you are. I know what you're about. I, I go, hey, coach, you, I, I, you don't know. I mean, I don't know where this is coming from. He goes, you don't think I know who you are? I went, I, I looked at Jerome. I go, what's going on here? I had no idea. Dude, I flew. I, I, I went to like 10 teams that year. San Francisco, Philly, um, Seattle. Um, I went to Pittsburgh. I went to a boatload of teams. It was free agency. And there wasn't free agency. I was, I was going around. It was at the beginning of the year. I had been released. That's what it was. I had been released by the Bucks, 
and I, I must have went to 10 teams. Did you walk out of the Fiesta Bowl dinner with Jerome? Here. Yeah. And I had to get on stage and correct it because you know what Jerome said that night? So Jerome goes like this. Did the Japanese sit down with the Americans before they bombed Pearl Harbor? I looked over at him and I went, bro, <laughs> I don't think that's going to work. <laughs> Did the Japanese sit down? You got to see this, man. It's, he fucked this whole thing up, man. I told him, no, 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 no. Did the Japanese sit down with the Americans before they bombed Pearl Harbor? I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> hey, I swear to you. I went just like this. I said, oh, my God, please, God. <laughs> oh, my God. Dude, Eastside Monster, I'm not kidding you, man. I'm sitting there, and I go, make sure you get this thing right. We wrote it down for him. He's got this hat on. He starts taking his shit off. And he gets into his camis, and I'm like, okay, this is looking good so far. Okay. Did the Japanese, did they Did they sit down with the Americans before they bombed Pearl Harbor? No. They bombed. I went, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, oh, I go, we got to get out of here. <laughs> let's, let's get the fuck out of here. I'm leaving. We all left. We left because I was too fucking embarrassed. I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. He just said that the Japanese. I go, oh, my God. We got to get out of here. Got to get out of here. We're in Arizona. Conservative Arizona at the time. Oh, man. <laughs> I got to I gotta get out of here. We got to go. Dog, please, God, don't. <laughs> I, we're going. Please, God, please. Oh. Guys, hit the like button, man. Love it, man. We're getting closer to Saturday. I'm with you. I want to win, but I think people are going to be sitting, guys. Have a lot of fun, man. I really appreciate all you guys coming aboard. We have a fun time each and every single day. If you missed any of the show, do me a favor. Go back and watch it. Share it. Tell everybody about it. We're growing this bad puppy like you wouldn't believe. Thank you guys so much. It's so awesome talking to you. Don't forget, tomorrow, 4 to 6 Eastern time, we catch you, and we'll see you on the flip side.